Hello and welcome to the Homeschool Conversations Africa podcast. Here we discuss homeschooling from the African perspective and the unique challenges that come with it. If you're considering homeschooling, we hope to inspire you as you take this bold step. If you're already a homeschooler, we are here to share encouragement for this wonderful journey we are on to educate our children in the best way we can. We are your hosts, Jifa Andam and Harissa Nete Marvel. Let's dive right into today's conversation. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome again to another episode of Homeschool Conversations Africa. We're excited to have you with us. We're really grateful that you always um, make it a point to um, tune in and listen to us. We hope that um, this show continues to be a blessing to you. Uh, Today, we're excited to have um, a lady who really inspires me um, on the show. Her name is Catherine. We'll hear a bit more about her. We'll let her introduce herself um, soon. But before we go on, I'm sure you guys can tell that Carissa is not here um, with us today. Unfortunately, she's a bit under the weather, but um, she's with she's with us in spirit. And so we pray that she recovers soon so that she can join us um, on the next on the next um, episode. Yeah. So without much ado, uh, let's welcome our guest Catherine welcome Catherine thank you so much for thank you yes and coming thank you for having me yes coming to speak with us all right so let's go right to the very beginning can you tell us a bit about yourself Catherine like your family how many kids you have and all of that okay so we are a family of three um, I am from Ghana. My husband is from Nigeria and we have a four-year-old son. Um, and so my husband and I are both pharmacists. So we met whilst working at Pfizer. But mm-hmm. then I left pharmaceuticals and I went to pursue a career in education. So I was in Ghana for a year. And then when I might, um, we got married, I moved to Nigeria. So I was also in Nigeria for a year mm-hmm. teaching and I was doing a lot of support work so children who were struggling who had learning challenges so then I decided to do a master's in educational psychology to Mm. just better equip me to understand how people learn the sort of challenges they face and how you can overcome some of these challenges Mm. and just when I was ending my master's I was pregnant so then had my son and then just decided to stay home um but he started, he was going to nursery and I used to volunteer with um, kids church and um, kids school and church and then mm-hmm. also a midweek um, toddler group. And this is in the UAE. So we've been, we lived in Nigeria for a year, married, then moved to the UAE. We've been here for almost um, seven years. Um, but last year, February, we decided to relocate somewhat so my husband is still here working and then I go in and out with our little one and because we homeschool it's so convenient and easy to do that yeah. so um, yeah we've been homeschooling for about a year and five months 
so that's how long we've been homeschooling. But during the COVID, and um, because UAE were locked down for quite long, I was homeschooling him during COVID for about six to seven months. Okay. So yeah, so that at least gave me some. Uh -huh. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, so I've learned some new things about you. Okay, you guys. So, um we met met in quotes <laughs> we met Catherine on instagram which is where we meet a lot of people <laughs> yes and um and we've just been inspired by her you guys have to check out her instagram handle is learning diaries gh learning diaries gh um she is quite amazing like she's so anyway we'll get to all this but I love how you're engaged with your son you make homeschooling look like so much fun so I'll let you tell us about that a bit later but I'm curious okay. why did you leave pharmaceuticals for education so I've always liked like inspiring or impacting lives um when I was done with my pharmacy course, I was at TA, but TA is university level. And I just felt that at that level, there's nothing much you can do. The, the, I mean, basically, the person is an adult, you know, but I just wanted to concentrate on teenagers, mm -hmm. you know. So I didn't continue with, oh, after being a TA, maybe let me look at lecturing at the university level. So then I just entered the pharmaceutical sector, worked for two years, but then that tag, to just impact the lives of younger people, you know? Mm. So I quit my job and then I went to work in a secondary school. So mm. at that level, that teenage level, there's so much that kids are going through and it affects their learning. It could be things from home. Mm -hmm. It could be personal things. It could just be just even hormonal changes. Mm. It could be so the expectations of parents or caregivers, just so many things, you know, or just not connecting with their regular teachers so I was doing support so mm -hmm. when their kids struggling in chemistry and math they hand them over to me and then I support them to help improve their learning outcomes and mm -hmm. I I just really enjoyed it and like there I felt yes I was making a real impact you mm -hmm. know yeah yeah and my, my like my grandma was a teacher and um, one or two of her sisters were also teachers so I think that it was also in their blood so that passion to just impact lives through um teaching yeah okay well so now we know that we have an educational psychologist who we can come to We'll be coming back to you, Catherine, <laughs> to, discuss, yes, yes. to discuss some specific things because, hey, um, educational challenges exist across board, whether you're in school, whether you're homeschooling. And actually, mm. the homeschooling arena, I feel, is a really good place to be able to address some of these issues, right? Like one-on-one mm. -one with the children. So, yes, we'll definitely I'm making a note of that. Now we have our resources. Yeah person <laughs> that we can come back to so you've told us a bit already um but was there like a particular time that you and your husband said okay we're making this decision to homeschool or has it always been or is it COVID that brought it about like you said has your son ever been in school yes he he's been in school and from quite an early age um he was in school for a bit when he was about maybe four months. I can't really remember. Mm -hmm. um, 
And then definitely from 10 months, he was in nursery. Okay. Uh, till COVID. Yeah. And then he had, to, yes. Yeah. And we had spoken about homeschooling before, but we never really went deep into it, you know. But after COVID, when he went into, so Dubai at that time at three years, you could start formal school, but it would be like pre-K one. So he went to a big formal school and it was just one challenge after the other. The teacher would complain that he's mute. And I'm like, this is a child that talks at home. He might not be as expressive as the other kids because, you know, his birthday is in September. That's when mm -hmm. he turns three. That's when school has just started compared to other kids that turn yeah, three months ago. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. And also before that age, in certain areas, he, areas, he was a little bit ahead, like he's already reading. So I'm like, don't you differentiate your lessons so that maybe he's a bit bored. It could be that because of COVID and he's an only child. So coming into a setting where there are a lot of people, he's a bit more reserved or shy or something, you know, but as a teacher, you should create a type of environment that would draw the personality of that child out or allow that child to express himself. But I sent videos of him talking at home, but they were still insisting that, no, he's mute, mm. you know? So um, then they tested him in school, but they took him out of class, took him to a room alone with someone he didn't know, and they tested him. And I'm like, no, it doesn't make sense to test a little child that way because there's anxiety. You take him out of a familiar room to a room alone with someone he doesn't know, you know, so we weren't comfortable um, with that. But he was also not really saying what was going on. But then his tantrums were increasing. He wasn't sleeping too well at night. Mm -hmm. So the last straw was when the teacher said he peed on himself. And I'm like, no, then something terribly must be going on in that environment, you know, for him to pee on himself because he was potty trained. He had been peeing using the loo at school without any hiccups. Yeah. And it was just one decided that, no, you know what, come home. So after a week of homeschooling him, one day he just hugged me and said, thank you so much, mommy. But he's still not been able to tell me what exactly went wrong in school Aww. or he just, now he'll just tell you he doesn't like school because it's so boring, you know, but at that point, and it was a, it was a spiritual battle because my husband and I just felt our family was being attacked because it was like an outsider was labeling our child, was speaking things about him that we did not feel was the truth, hmm. you know, so it was okay. something that we took quite serious spiritually and we're praying about so when the last straw was just, oh, he pees. And then they said he became defiant. He would just keep saying, no, no, no. I said, oh, then something is really wrong to get him to that point where he just now keeps saying no. So I'm like, we just had the peace to pull him out and homeschool him. And because during COVID, we had homeschooled and we saw the impact, then we were confident doing it now, mm. you know? Yeah. Make, and with God's help, and just made that decision with God. And then we pulled him out. And that's just how we started the journey. Wow. And it looks like he's having an amazing time <laughs> whenever I see him. 
Wow, that's yeah. quite the story, yeah? Huh. Yes. So, what would you say? So now we know why you pulled him out or what led you to um, homeschooling. Mm -hmm. Now, what would you say your homeschooling goals are or your, your top reasons for homeschooling? Now, maybe if you had to say your top three reasons, what would they be? So initially, how it happened, it was just, okay, a decision made with God, you know. But then now I see why God called us to do it, you know. And the, the first reason is just so that um, my little one can be who God created him to be without any restraints, you know. So when you look at learning styles, when you, you look at brain processes, like he's able to express himself he's able to explore the world in ways that god created him to be mm. you know and i think that's the first one which is why he's happy because he can be himself exploring the world he can be himself gathering knowledge and information he can be himself processing that knowledge in ways that are meaningful um to him mm. you know so that, that's, that would be one major um, reason. And just also looking at the fact that the school system does not so, did not support, or that particular school did not support his learning needs, you know? So, um, but at home, we can create an environment that would cater to his learning needs. Yeah. And just also to the dynamics of our family because one minute you are here, the next minute you are there. So homeschooling, because it's flexible, it caters to the dynamics of our family too. So yeah. I'll say those are the three main reasons, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's great. So uh, I was just wondering, with the regression that they were reporting from school, when you brought mm. him home, did it continue or what happened? No, I didn't continue because at home he had always been fine. And um, also just within the community, playing with other kids and everything he had. And even some of the kids in his school were in our community. And so there was no issue even or complaints from those parents or feedback from them that, okay, something's wrong. And also we would, we, we love to observe him. So even when he's playing with other kids, we're always observing him. And one thing we also did was we sought um, um, a second opinion. Okay, so we saw um, we saw um, a pediatric, like a um, like these um, therapists. Okay. So he actually went for a review because we just wanted. We were just like, okay, if there's something, you know, let's not also be too. If there's something, but let's seek an opinion from someone that's not biased, you know, not linked to the school. Mm -hmm. And according to them, there was nothing. You know, um, the only thing they said was he doesn't focus for long. So we should continue playing games that help him to focus because sometimes focusing helps you with expressive language because you should be able to focus on someone when they are talking to you and then you respond, you know, but he was perfectly fine. So um, in a lot of our activities, so I try to create activities that help him to focus um, a bit better, you know. Okay. So yeah, that was them. Wow. So it looks like that environment was was just not 
the best for him. And I commend you as parents for seeing that and for um, putting what he really needed, you know, above what was being said. And even um, the courage to take him to a third party, like you said, somebody who had no, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> no bias, right? Yes. Him. Yeah, wow. That was great. All right, so let's let's talk about what homeschooling. I know I know you spent I guess the majority of your homeschooling uh, life in Dubai, but you have spent some time in Africa of late, um, and so I want you. It's actually great because you can sort of compare <laughs> compare and contrast for us what it is like. Um, if there are any challenges you face, let's talk about those first um, and how you deal with them or overcome them and then later we'll talk about the positives and the reason why we like to ask this question is because I feel like it's helpful for for people to hear what other people's challenges are number one it makes you think okay I'm not alone in this but more important mm -hmm. to hear how they're dealing with it because then if you hadn't thought of that idea you might hear something that could help you you know, to deal with a similar situation that you're going through that will help improve your, your homeschool environment. So mm. are there any of those that you'd like to share with us? Okay, so like um, in terms of challenges, yeah. homeschooling Ghana, right? Yes, yes, because I guess Ghana has mostly been it for you, right? You didn't homeschool in Nigeria at all. No, 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 no. I haven't homeschooled in Nigeria, no. Ghana, yes. Yeah. So what's that like for you? So so Ghana, I think the biggest thing that hit me was the fact that it's not child-centered in yeah, terms of to support the development of children. Mm -hmm. So, like so, so for example, where we live, you don't have tarred roads, you don't have pavements, there are no parks, you know where. You, your little one can go and meet other kids and just play in a safe environment. You know, you have to drive far to go to an expensive um, place to, you know, play or just, you know, just for kids to interact with each other or even kids to interact with adults also, you know, in a safe place. So I think that's the major, one of the major challenges um, I faced going back to Ghana. Yeah. And what we tried to do was at home, we created what we wanted at home. So he has his sand pit um, and just a safe environment. So when other kids come and play, safe for everybody, you know, um, you don't have to be screaming. You don't have to say, don't touch this. You know, it's just very safe for the kids to engage with each other and um, play. And then sometimes a few friends and I will try and take a trip together with the kids, you know? So, um, so that's, that's how I overcome it because there's no other way. Um, then I also find that, as I said, some of the places, they are expensive. So if it's an activity you want to do with your kids and you want to do it often, you realize that because of the cost, it's not something you can do often, like the splash parks, or maybe you want to go and do pottery with your kids and you want it to be often because of the cost, it, it's, it's just not possible. Mm -hmm. mm, so that's why for us, we end up just traveling and exploring Ghana because it's fun. 
um, and <laughs> yes, it's just fun. And then you're also learning new things and yeah. And I don't, because we also have certain things in Dubai, I don't bother myself um, going to such places in Ghana. So I think that's the advantage. Mm. I just look for what Ghana offers that is unique that Dubai doesn't have. And mm -hmm. then we engage those things, yes. Okay. I think that's, thank you. Thank you, Catherine. I think that's one of the things that I really admire about you because I look, I look on your Instagram page and I'm like, Fort Prinzenstein or what? Like I did not even know this existed in Ghana and so many other cool things. And I feel like you go off the beaten path. So you don't, it's not the, it's not the places that everybody knows. You have all these gems that you find and that has really inspired me. So um, guys, listen to what she's saying. Maximize what you have around you. Instead of thinking about Oh, what other countries have that you don't have? Well, yes, you don't have it, but what do you have that you can you can do? And I've seen that you took your son to <clears throat> was it to see how to make Gary, right? Yeah. Yes. Sometimes we just drive around and then if we see something we and we'll just speak to the people kindly and I would say, Oh, I just want him to, you know, and then we ask them questions, we sit down with them and then mm -hmm. yeah. I think it's great. I, I think it's awesome. And that does not cost an arm and a leg, right? Like all those formal setups. Yeah. That's one thing I have definitely learned from you. So just look around you. Just look around you. If somebody's doing something, tie and die. You know, people, people are doing things all around us or taking their children to the market with you. One mm -hmm. day. There's so mm -hmm. much learning that can be done, you know, that does not have to be like a formal excursion or something like that. So I'm really, um, I think that that's great advice. <clears throat> and I love what you said about creating, creating the right kind of environment in your home to, to let the children thrive because it's not every day you can go out and you know, some places the traffic situation alone doesn't, yes. make, it, <laughs> doesn't make it convenient yes. for you to just about anyhow. So that I, yeah. I think the big lesson we are getting here is open your eyes to see what's around you and maximize that, right? Yes, yes, okay. yes. That's great advice, yeah. that's great advice, thank you. All right, so now that we've talked about the challenges, are there any positives that, that you can speak of um, when oh, it comes yes. to educating your children in this context? Yes, yes. Um, and it's one of the main reasons we decided to have a home in Ghana where we can go to and fro because, I mean, my little one, whether we like it or not, he was born of this land, you know, Nigeria, Ghana, and he has to know his land, you know, it's, it's part of his identity. There's a reason why God made him come, made his roots come out of Africa, you yeah. know, and he needs to understand those roots and have love um, for that aspect of himself and view the world through that lens, you know, and also just the family network. So grandparents, aunties, uncles, um, you know, um, family, friends and all of that. And it has really helped him to blossom 
Um, it's like, it's as if you are meeting people and you are seeing so many people with your skin color. You are seeing people who understand your energy, you mm. know, and it's just some, some of it may be spiritual. So you can't even really pinpoint it, but we just witnessed such blossoming in him, you know, his confidence mm. just soared on the continent, you know, and he just loves it. He's a social person. So he loves to engage with people. He loves to ask questions. Um, he loves to just understand the family um, tree and, oh, wow, so this is your brother, you know? Oh, so these are my cousins, you know? He just loves that. And it kind of cements his own self-identity, you know? And just seeing things that he reads about, he see, he's actually seeing them and experiencing them, you know? There's nothing greater than that. So yes, I, I think it's a huge blessing and, and we are really, we don't take it for granted and we are so grateful for um, these experiences. Mm, yeah, those are not, those, those are some major points that you, that you there's a reason why, because a lot of us, a lot of us sometimes are looking to escape our, our heritage or identity, mm, right? Mm, there's a reason mm. why God placed you where he did, why you were born, you know, where you were born. Um, and so just, I, I love that, helping him to, to love who he is. That's, that's mm. wonderful. Yeah, so you mentioned, I mean, it's been clear from our conversation so far that you travel quite a bit, um, whether within Ghana or even, you know, across um, continents. So how, you know, with a lot of homeschoolers, I guess your son is still a bit young at four, but mm. I, I am sure that you do some, I shouldn't say I'm sure, I think <laughs> that you do some sort of, um, shall I call it formal education? Formal. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So how do you, how do you juggle that, you know, with all the travel and, you know, all these little field trips or things that you take how do you how do you balance all that because some somebody may be saying well yeah I would you know I would love to do all this but then I feel like I need time especially those with older children especially yes with older children yes so how do you think how how how, how do you how do you balance that how does that work for you okay so um First of all, we just go with the flow of our schedule because we do informal um, schooling, right? So okay. even though he does, I do the formal, I do the formal schooling informally in the sense that, okay, I'm teaching you this formally, but there's no time limit to it, you know? So yeah. even if we, we, have, we put it down and we travel, it's not a big deal. But also I do... We do take along activity pouches or like an activity box. I would put in some books and um, sometimes a workbook for numeracy because he loves numeracy and he, that's one of his areas, you know, he loves it and everything. Then we put a few learning games and, and then, but we, we, we emphasize more on the learning experiences from the trip itself. So prior mm -hmm. to the trip, we would have had certain discussions. I try to pick books that relate to whatever experiences we are going to go through, you know, so that the, the books are meaningful. Mm -hmm. um, and certain things we stop. When we get back, we pick them up. 
you know. Um, but yes, we do take um, an activity pouch or box with us. Mm, that's a great idea. That's a great idea because I guess sometimes even um, during those trips, you may have a bit of downtime. So if that's something that is important yeah. to you, then you can have that as a way that the, yes. the children can do a, a bit more, you know, formal. Yes. yes, cover some of that stuff that you'd like them to. Okay. Yes. Okay. And what, what I would say is, um, what I normally do is, and it might differ for another person because it depends on what works best for you. Um, but like for us, maybe we would do a lot of activities in terms of um, exploring places in one day. The following day we rest. So we are, we are just relaxing. So we might do a little bit more formal work, you know, or we might just discuss what we did the, the day before. We might read some books and then play some games together, you know. So if it's if you have older kids and you are formally educating, then that rest day could be the day that you go a bit hard with the formal education. Then the next day you go and explore some more. The following day, you know, or it could be okay in the morning, three hours formal work. Um, we rest a bit, then we head out. So there's always a way you could work it out. Mm, that's true. That's true. You make a good point. We'll have to wrap up here, but we will continue this conversation in our next episode. So do join us then. Thank you for listening to the Homeschool Conversations Africa podcast.